Hello everybody and welcome back to the Sports Inside Angle, where we're always on time and never behind. So today we're going to be talking about the upcoming NFL season. Get a little hard hitting on the gridiron. Or not. We're going to be talking about who are the favorites to win the Super Bowl this year. Who's also the sleeper teams of the season. And are there some things that need to be fixed to fix the NFL? Anyway, let's jump right on into it. I'm going to start off with the NFC. Now, last year, of course, we had the Philadelphia Eagles take down the New England Patriots. And who's to say this year they won't be right back in contention? But for me, I'm following some other birds. The Dirty Birds. The Atlanta Falcons. I'm looking forward to seeing Julio Jones, the young Calvin Ridley, and Matt Ryan hookup. As the Atlanta Falcons continue to polish one of the most talented offenses we've ever seen in the last 10 years. Matt Ryan was just given 150 more million. Julio Jones was giving the money he desired. And Calvin Ridley is a young, hungry wideout with the ability to learn from some of the best. So I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons to make NFL history, winning the Super Bowl, or at least getting there in their hometown while the Super Bowl is there. Moving on to the AFC so of course the New England Patriots made it back to the Super Bowl again no mystery there and people are expecting the ever aging timeless Tom Brady to continue on with his strides in making football history now I don't think that the New England Patriots will make it to the Super Bowl this year because A lot of times when they actually make it there, it's always something that happens in a questionable format. From the fumbles to the deflate gates to the watching of tape to last year, some of those bogus calls against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, people say I'm just hating and I'm just stating the facts. I believe that the New England Patriots are a very, very great dynasty and franchise but because of that I think they've been given some of the things that they have earned I know that sounds crazy because the New England Patriots aren't asking for a lot of these things to happen they're out there playing the game the way they know how but the officiating and some of the staff members and just the overall aura of the team has caused a lot of these crazy plays to happen a lot of these ill-advised calls to happen and I've watched it over and over again throughout the regular season and even into the playoffs them being favored and not to mention that they normally have the easiest road to get to the Super Bowl almost every season so in the AFC I'm expecting a few teams to wake up and make those moves forward Speaking of the Jacksonville Jaguars, 
who seem to have come from obscurity up into the upper echelon of the NFL. Now, I don't know if they'll make the Super Bowl, but I do believe they will be right back in position to go to the AFC Championship game this season. Now, my Super Bowl pick for the season may stun some from the AFC. It's the Houston Texans. I'm looking at a young Deshaun Watson as being the full package of passer and athlete. Something that has not really been tied together ever in a full package. Now with Michael Vick, we saw hard passes. A rocket arm, as they say, but very inaccurate. And he had happy feet, just couldn't hang out in the pocket. He was also an amazing athlete running for almost a thousand yards in a season. Or did he run for a thousand? I think he did run for a thousand one season, which is <laughs> it's crazy. So we have Michael Vick, which was a, a prototype of what we see now in Deshaun Watson, which is a person who probably was a fan of Michael Vick and probably a, f- a fan of an Aaron Rodgers or a Peyton Manning. This is the type of quarterback that you can put on the field, Deshaun, now I'm speaking of, that can actually elevate a team from mid-level to high-level because of his decision-making, his powerful arm, and his athleticism. Also, his willingness to stand in the pocket to make the throw. As we all know, last season, that's what he was all about. So, my team from the AFC the Houston Texans now I'm going to move on to my sleeper team of the year and I think this is probably not actually becoming a sleeper anymore but it's the Cleveland Browns now the reason the Cleveland Browns is my sleeper team is obvious of course because they didn't win any games so for them to win one game would be a wake up right no I believe they're going to probably be a 9-7 type of team and for me that's that's powerful and there may be some upside and they may even you know be better than what i'm stating here at nine and seven and if they go ten and six eleven and five they will be in the playoffs i'm also excited about the young baker mayfield uh his energy is electric he is able to you know bring these guys together He's able to gel the group um, and amalgamate himself into a Cleveland Browns system that has been dysfunctional and out of pocket for some time now. He has already started to change the culture of the team. I'm not a big fan of Hugh Jackson, but I think he can get the job done this year. I also believe that if he doesn't let Baker's play by midseason, he may not even have a job. And that is the coach I'm speaking of, not definitely not Baker. So my sleeper team is the Cleveland Browns because I believe even with Tyrod at the starting position, they're going to make some huge strides and they're going to be a team that nobody really wants to, to play. People aren't going to want to go to Cleveland in that cold weather and have to face 
you know, a very tough, hard-nosed team on defense and then a playoff Pro Bowl quarterback or a young, dangerous, hungry threat on the field. I'm looking forward to the NFL stepping its protocol up for the tackle game. I'm going to be speaking about that in the next segment. So join me. This is the Sports Inside Angle. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sports Inside Angle, where we're always on time and never behind. Now, on this segment, we're going to talk about this hitting situation. Now, let's jump right on into it. I am definitely looking at the league like it's just becoming flag football, my friends. And I'm, I'm hoping that what's going on is there's a new rule that's, you know, coming to place. And referees are basically doing as best they can to try to police the rule, to try the rule out, to see how it's going to work. And effectively, they want to call these calls to put in the minds of the players that, look, we're trying to take these concussions and scale them back. But the way they are officiating the games is if they hope to totally eliminate concussions in a violent sport. That's almost like saying we're going to now start putting um, more cushion in the MMA gloves because guys are getting rocked too hard. Now, the, the real key to it is is the understanding that you're going to get rocked hard. To understand that there's the potential for you to get injured, you know, a major injury, not just a small injury. And we all know that the human body isn't meant to be collided with on a regular basis. Everybody knows that. I mean, we're not, this is, you, you don't have a bumper on your rear end. So if a car hits you at 15 miles an hour, you're gonna, you could actually die. So imagine a human being um, padded and helmeted up running into you at 20 plus miles an hour. Um, huge head starts running downfield. So for them to believe that guys are going to be able to learn how to tackle differently or are going to pull up and make different types of tackles is just totally beyond me. And I also believe that if you do that, or if you try to implement that, that it's going to kill the game. If you really try to play the game or enforce the game where you have this call every other play, um, basically, which it can be called because everybody dips their shoulders, um, your head is on your shoulders. So if you dip your shoulder, your head dips as well. It's impossible for you to dip your shoulders without dipping your head. Um, also, I believe that they should come up with a rule where NFL players prior to coming into the NFL sign a waiver that states, look, I understand what I'm getting myself into. There's a high risk, high reward type of situation, and I want in. I want a piece of it. Doesn't matter if I end up with a concussion or a major injury. I know what I'm signing up for. Same thing in the MMA. These guys know they're going to get bashed if they lose. They know that there's the potential for a one-hit knockout. Even when you get knocked down 
in MMA, the referee doesn't stop it until a guy has almost beat you comatose. He'll run over and let a guy almost punch you at least three or four more extra times before you're actually getting a guy off of you. Now, the NFL has to come up with a way to fix this. Because I'm already starting to see the mumblings and the groans from the fans, the commentators, even even the sports analysts who normally ride the you know ride the wave, they're even saying that this is ridiculous. My thing is, I'm hoping that by the time the regular season starts, they would have gotten all of these flags out of their system. Now, when somebody's getting blatantly hit with the crown of the helmet, or or quarterbacks getting hit under the chin. I understand you making that call. Back in the day, they used to hold guys up and let a dude run into you. That was some real lethal stuff. Now, I don't think you should be doing that. Even though I was all for it when it was going on, I understand with the evolution of the sport, you cannot, you can't do that because it only damages the individual and it, it damages, you know, the way the NFL is being perceived as just this brutal gladiator thing where they're chopping guys up on the field and leaving them for dead so i definitely do get it and i understand where where you know the nfl is coming from as far as trying to tone things down and give and give the league a better uh a better look but the problem is with every issue they jump the gun and they try to you know They're never out front of anything. They're just always jumping the gun and trying to make decisions and policies based on how people view them. It's almost like that guy that, you know, you see him and, you know, he's worrying about what everybody thinks he's wearing. If somebody says that hat's ugly, he takes it off. If somebody says that shirt's ugly, he goes and gets another one. And when you do that, you're never true to yourself. The NFL is a true, brutal man's woman's American hard-hitting gridiron sport can't change that and turn it into Lily White they've already done their thing with the past interference and stuff that's why you see so many guys now throwing for so many yards and these guys aren't even Hall of Fame caliber guys throwing for four and five thousand and that's because of the way the game is being officiated currently and when they implemented the um pass interference rule a few uh, some years back it just really really softened up the defense and so now they're telling the defense you can't even dip your shoulders and run into a guy and i can't wait till somebody on offense decides to dip their shoulder and try to truck someone in the nfl are you gonna call that another thing is what are they gonna do take a truck stick off of madden I mean it's a part of the game man it's a part of the game and if you notice i think even madden is trying to pamper the fans because on on madden defense it is just totally ridiculous on the 2019 version so i even think they're trying to psychologically um throw some things out there but i hope that before the season starts we're at the third game threshold now, halfway through the pre, that the officials will realize that it's hurting our game. It's hurting their game. I don't play football, but I watch it and I love it. 
So I'm hoping that people will start to understand it. It's detrimental to the guys. It's detrimental to the teams. And it's detrimental to the overall growth and evolution of the sport. Now, with the Dallas Cowboys being the number one franchise in the entire world as far as valuation, then where do they go from here? They they definitely won't be going in an upward trend if we continue to see these types of things happening. So you're telling me a guy can knee a guy in the face, kick a guy in the face, barefooted, punch a guy's teeth out, knock him unconscious, punch him four or five times in the face, and the gaming commission and you know the American public doesn't have a problem with it. And I'm sure there's going to be, over the years, some studies and things done that show the residual effects of being an MMA fighter. But guys who are geared up, put in basically a bodysuit um, with pads to cover and protect them, safety harnesses and everything and all, flapjacks, helmets, mouthpieces, and, and so forth, that now they have to pull up and restrict their movements. And you can't go full blast. You can't go full power. This is almost like training camp football and with, a, with, with officials. And it's, and it's becoming disheartening, and I'm hoping that this will only last for a small portion of our football lives. And even if this is a bad season, I'm pretty sure if it's as bad as it potentially could be, that the NFL will make another change because the perception will be bad, and they don't want that. So anyway, I would like to hear your opinions. Anybody that's out there listening that wants to chime in, please hit me back. Let me know what you think. This is the Sports Inside Angle.